0: I got it. I got it. Have you got it uh, from not hearing you now? Yeah. Can you make it so that I can't hear you too? So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Nice. (laughs) That's my, uh, that's my burn of the day. Welcome to the Web of Tomorrow. We're your hosts, Riley Carasquillo and Adam Harris. And today we're going to be talking about something very special and dear to Adam's heart.
1: Yeah, I, I guess you could say that.
0: Cue that, you know, like enamored music that they usually play when someone's in love with something and they give that like like glossy mm-hmm. film look and then hearts in the corners And stuff like that yeah i think disney channel
1: uses that a lot so i thought of this topic because you just tweeted that last week's episode was off the chain right and so i thought what can we do that's on the chain and so i thought of uh javascript just method chaining
0: yeah now we're on the chain but off the chain is cool how's being on the chain going to be cool?
1: Well, uh, I don't know. Method chaining is a cool technique.
0: (laughs) Nice. Okay. (laughs) I don't doubt it. All right. Let's jump in then. What is method
1: chaining? So if you've ever used jQuery, that's probably like the most common example where people would encounter method chaining. And it's just where you can do one function right after another um, with just like the dot syntax so like an example would be you've get us you've got a selection in jquery and you do like a dot css method and then you do a dot height method and you do like a dot fade method or something.
0: Right. And jQuery is fairly common. If you haven't used jQuery yet, you may not ever or you may use it a ton at some point. But uh, method chaining it looks like so from what I've learned is a really great way of just tidying up your code.
1: Yeah. Because basically when, you're, when you've when got one method after another, the output of one method is the input into the next method. And then the output of that method is the input into the next method. And so another place that you might be kind of familiar with that type of thing is um, just in the command line. There's a pipe character that takes the output of the previous command and as the input for the next command. Mm-hmm. So it's just called piping your commands.
0: So we might want to do a, a refresher of what methods are.
1: Yeah, it's just a bit of code that has an input and an output, basically. Okay. That you can call over and over. You know, you can call it anytime you want to. It's got, like, a name. CSS method in jQuery. You call it with .css.
0: So one of the things that I, I know that method is, is used quite often with our objects, right?
1: Yeah. Um, you can, you can like, make your own methods that are chainable.
0: In, a, in an object? Or outside of an object? Or is it an object?
1: Uh... Yeah, so like you can make a an object that has chainable methods. Okay,
0: gotcha. Because I know that like when I first started, the the word method kind of tripped me up because it looks like anything else almost. But really, there's a few differences. Uh, I think a lot of times there's that that word prototype associated with them as well, yeah. and I didn't I didn't really understand what prototype was.
1: Yeah, either. That, that could almost be a whole other episode but like uh like if you're familiar with classical languages like java or c++ they they use their object-oriented programming languages and they use classes and classes and objects and so that's called like it uses like classical inheritance but in javascript it's prototypal inheritance and so you create an object with things on the prototype then you can create new objects from that, and they inherit everything that's in the prototype. Okay, cool.
0: And th- and I guess that that was the association that I was kind of making with methods because that's when I was learning that's what we uh, that's when we learned about methods was in that in that context. So I guess let's go forward with method chaining. when When would you not want to do method chaining?
1: Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of times when you don't really need to. I mean, method chaining is something you you just get a lot of times from, from certain libraries. So you get it automatically with certain functions or methods in jQuery, and then you get it in D3. But if you're writing something yourself, you may not, you may not write functions that are chainable. It's something you do a lot in functional programming. Why is that? Uh, So functional programming, this is again, a whole nother topic. With functional programming, it's all about writing pure methods that have just an input and output that don't have any like side effects and uh, and then you like compose those methods and chain those methods in interesting ways. Okay,
0: so it seems like uh, some libraries uh, make a a lot of use of this this uh, method chaining. And so we already talked about jQuery, but you were saying that D three makes use of this and of chain syntax. Is that a, a huge part of D three?
1: Yeah, definitely a huge part. So, like for instance, you can do a d3.select and uh, select the body tag or something and then from there just go on and chain other stuff like .append and you can append a a paragraph tag and then you can do like a .attribute and change the attributes of that tag you just appended and then you can even continue and append other stuff Um, and so you could conceivably you could do this long really long statement. That's just a whole bunch of methods chained together, but you don't have to do it that way. You can, you can kind of break the chain and, uh, like save, like kind of hard to explain just in audio, but,
0: but it seems like there's some, uh, existing methods that you can make use of, like, cause you can make your own methods, right? Yeah. And then they already have some methods that have been created that you can use, like these select, append, text, um, so is that th- that's the case? Is that the case with JavaScript as well?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, JavaScript has some chainable methods built into the language. What are some of those? Do you know? Yeah, I'll like, just him. Uh,
0: map, filter, reduce. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what I was. I was trying to. I was kind of trying to get at because I was. I was looking at those um, a couple of weeks ago, and as you're talking, I was like, "Crap, that sounds so stinking familiar!" Like, so it's it's this typical little moment where like I'm like, "Okay, that sounds familiar," but I am probably being an idiot and not actually. <laughs> I'm I'm drawing conclusions that aren't there. But so in this case, yeah, uh, and map and, and reduce and and those types of things are um, are super useful. And they're commonly used in like toy problems and stuff.
1: And they're, they're also used a lot in just like data manipulation. If you've got right. like a large yeah. array full of data, you may need to filter that data down or you need to like slightly modify the data. So you use map or you may. So what reduce does is it takes an entire array and it reduces it down to a single value. And that single value could be any any type, number, string, boolean. So all three of those methods, are all objects on Array.prototype.
0: So we can already see with, basically what I'm trying to, to say is we can already see right off the bat how chaining methods are really useful, and then, and then the fact that you can make your own and, uh, and that they're used fairly widely, um, you probably just didn't notice that you're already using them, especially if you're using jQuery. And then in D3, uh, it looks like you can do quite a lot. So with D3, like, I don't know, do you have an example that might be, um, might kind of show, shows some, like some of the ways that you could use chain syntax in a very useful way? Uh,
1: yeah. So like a common thing in D3 is you want to kind of like get set up and like put an SVG on the page and then put some, put some, uh, elements inside of that SVG, um, so an SVG is just like a normal tag. It's like a special kind of tag in HTML that's that's like starts an SVG image. So you might have a div that's got an ID of a chart. And so what you do in D3 is do d3.select chart, like with the ID chart, and then you can just keep chaining and do dot append svg, and then you can do dot height and give it a height and dot width and give it a width. And then you can do dot append group and then do like dot class and give it a class and then dot .attr for attribute and then give that some attributes. So that's Whereas all. Whereas like done.
0: those those are all represented by could have been represented by individual work that yeah,
1: they could have been could like have been... ten different statements. And instead it's all, <laughs> all there in one statement chained together. That's
0: awesome because I love – so I'm fairly hectic-minded as a person, (laughs) and um, I can get pretty lost easily when I'm looking at just a lot of random mumbo-jumbo. And I mean that like with like folders on your desktop – with uh, you know your emails organization, your bookmarks on your web browser, so it's this is cool because it, it just cleans up your code and lets you find things really readily and okay. easily.
1: How many how many icons do you have your desktop?
0: How many icons? They're all folders. Um, I have I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Sh- yeah, I'm usually pretty clean.
1: That's actually not too bad. You know how many I have? How many? Zero. Zero? Yeah. So um, so talking about being organized or messy, uh, that's one of the things that's uh, kind of important to talk about with chained methods is since in JavaScript, white space doesn't really matter, you can kind of format this in a way that's a lot more readable than just having this one long line in your JavaScript that's like 100 characters across. And you have to like scroll to the right. read it right so what what i do is whenever there's a dot and you're starting a new a new method call right before the dot bring that down to a new line and so each line is a new method on its own line does that make sense
0: yeah, this is awesome. I was looking at some of these. They have like select body, select all. And then as you said, dot append and then dot text. And, and it's all stuff that you can manipulate on the DOM or CSS selectors that you can manipulate. D3 is really cool. I didn't realize this is something I didn't know, actually, before we started, um, before you recommended talking about this with me.
1: Okay, so do you want to wrap up and talk about where they can find us online and stuff?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um you can find us online at weboftomorrowpodcast.com, and we have all of our webisodes on there. They're all awesome. All of them are off the chain except for this one. This one is on the chain. Right. And uh, we appreciate any feedback that you guys have for us. If you have any um, things that you'd like, we'd appreciate your input, rate, subscribe, like yeah, us.
1: Just- Tweet to us at uh, Web of Tomorrow FM, and if you want
0: to be a pen pal with Adam, message me and I'll I'll hook you up. He'll he's really good. He's very consistent and he's very personal. He'll get really into it. <laughs> Next time on the Web of Tomorrow, we'll be going over the binary makeup of candle making.